morning, Eastside family and friends. So glad you're joining us online this morning. We're going to continue in our series uh, that we're dealing with some of the social events that are going on in our world today. And as Christians, how we're to approach life in the midst of, of tough circumstances. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. You can also go to 1 Timothy. I'm going to be very scripture heavy today. This is, this is my prop. It's called a Bible. And uh, we're going to really get into that because one of the things that I'm motivated by this week is there's so many different opinions. You really don't need another opinion other than the Word of God. And I really want to just hone in on what God says about us as we face tough times. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. God with us. And so as we as we uh, move through these trials, which we're going to do. We're going to move through. One day we're going to be looking back on this time that we face. Unless the Lord comes, unless the Lord comes and pulls us out, we're going to be looking back on, on these times. And in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3, verse 13 through 17, Paul addresses this. We've, we've, we've used this scripture uh, a lot recently. But I just want to hone in on it. He says this. He says, But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. I want to stop right there and just, just talk just a moment. I, get, I just get bombarded, really, with uh, different prophecies that seem to be coming in and and uh, since we're so open to the spiritual gifts, of course, I get a lot of those. And some of them are just, you know, some of them, you know, I just have a very hard time with. And, uh, and one of the things I want to address today is what Paul was addressing here. He says, he says when we get closer, when, when you begin to see things looking like Jesus might come back, it's going to be worse and worse and worse. And there are going to be people that are uh, deceiving you and being deceived. And he says, make sure when you learn and when you do and when you, when you remember, remember what you've learned, remember who you've learned them from. It's one of the biggest things that I've always believed about prophecy is you need to make sure you know the character of the prophet. You need to know the person that is, is bringing the prophecy. So I just want to warn you this morning. Uh, this afternoon, whenever you might be watching this video, be careful who you listen to. Make sure you know their character. Make sure you know where they're getting their information. Don't, don't just buy into every whim of doctrine. Uh, it says about us, the church, that in the last days we'll be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by every word that we hear uh, uh, that claims to be from God. And so Paul writes to Timothy, he says, remember who you learned them from. And then he says, and from childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the word of God, Paul is writing here, is enough for you and I to navigate what we face every day. Every day there's going to be choices, there are going to be opportunities that we get to face. And it says about the scripture, if we know them and if we'll do them, they are able to navigate uh, and equip us for every good work as we move through these processes. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits, and doctrines of demons. Again, you've got this warning that says, hey, you've got to make sure that you're aligning, that you're understanding scripture, that you're taking it into context, that you understand what God was trying to communicate with the church when he allowed the author to scribe it, when he asked the author to write it. Um, there's a famous evangelist named George Mueller. He he, he was alive in the 1800s, and he had over 10,000 orphans in his care. He, 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 he was an amazing man of God. He educated over 120,000 kids, and he faced some awful tough times. He had to endure many trials to not only find these orphans, but to educate them and get them into in the mainstream of society. And he said this, to learn strong faith is to endure great trials. I've learned my faith by standing firm amid severe testings. Another great quote is from Francine Rivers, who is the author of Redeeming Love, which they're about to do a movie on. She said, stand firm in the Lord, stand firm and let him fight your battle. Do not try to fight alone. There's so many of us who, 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 you know, feel like they need to do something, and, and we do need to do something. We're not just going to sit back and, and watch God without doing anything, but what we need to be doing is responding to the Word of God because the Word of God is able to thoroughly equip us to do good works in the midst of difficult times. So what is it that the Lord would ask us to do? Well, I've got three things. The first thing He wants us to do is be united. He wants us to be joyful. And he wants to, to be in prayer. He wants to be us to be prayerful. So how do we unite? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to know and believe that God's word stands firm and all his promises are for you. You've really got to stand firm and unite in this thing, and that is that God's word is firm. It's immovable, it's unshakable, and its promises are are for you. Psalms 93.5 says, Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. How long? Endless days. Psalm 119.89.91, David writes, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And we pray all the time, on earth as it is in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth, and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances for all 
are your servants. God's ordinances are established and endure for all generations. So the first thing we got to do is recognize the fact that God's word's going to stand through all generations. God's word's going to stand through every situation, every hard time that we face. And his promises, his promises of bringing good through it, his promises of, of revealing truth through it, his promises of correction through it, all those things are for you and for me. The second thing that we've got to understand is that and unite in is that we need to unite knowing that in hard times, our focus needs to continue to be uh, standing firm in faith. You know, in, in, in this, what, what happens so oftentimes when we face difficult times is we, we, we get shaken, we get fearful, or we get anxious, or we get unsure. There's tremendous uncertainty. And what devil wants to do is divide you from the truth of the word of God. And so as we understand that God's promises are for us, then we've got to stand firm in faith, which means that we're standing on those promises even when we don't see it. Faith is standing on what we believe God says about something even when that thing is not happening yet. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. If you're, if you're about the Father's business, if you're about emulating Christ, if you're about, you know, when you see the plumb line, if you're about making correction and aligning yourself with the Word of God, you don't labor in vain. You don't labor in vain. So you unite by standing firm in the faith, believing that the word of God will accomplish what it was sent to do in your life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 1 through 2 is a very popular scripture. It says, Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. He's talking to people that he loves. He says, You're my joy and crown. Stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And, he, and he's got two people specifically in mind that he says, be of the same mind in the Lord. This is the thing that you can unite with. This is the thing that can bring unity. The thing that brings unity in the church is not going to be a political thing. It's going to be apolitical. It's going to be kingdom thinking and uniting around that. So we need to be united. We need to be joyful. And we need to be in prayer. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says this, Stand fast therefore in the liberty and the freedom by which Christ Jesus, Jesus has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And there are so many people today that, that it seems that are going back to their old lives or they're allowing this absence from the body, this, this, this absence from gathering uh, to really affect them adversely and so this scripture says remember that christ set you free don't be entangled again first corinthians 16 13 says watch stand fast in the faith be brave and be strong first timothy 6 12 fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you were 
also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight, the fight of faith, lay hold of, e of eternal life. Matthew 24, 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved. There's an endurance that must happen, that we must establish in our lives, committed to the word of God, believing that the promises are for us, and standing there. Luke 21, 19, by standing firm, you will win your souls. James 5, 8, you also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 says, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy. For by faith you stand. For by faith you stand. You believe that God's word is for you and that it will do what it was sent to do. So, so those are the first two things. The third thing is that those that we need to know and unite in and understand is that those rooted in righteousness will never be shaken. We talked about the plumb line, and we talked about two things that can happen when you, when you see that you're not plumb, you're not vertical, you're not walking in the ways, the motivations, and all the things of God. You have two choices. You can, you, can, uh, you can make excuses, or you can make corrections. So the plumb line makes us, uh, makes us unshakable. When we align ourselves, when we, when we make adjustments so that we are vertical, then, then we become unshakable. Psalm 112.6 says, For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. Proverbs 10.25 says, When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more. But the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Proverbs 12.3 says, A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of, of the righteous cannot be moved. You're not established by wickedness, but, and the, the righteous, the root of the righteous, it can't be moved. So let me give you some reminders of how, or some scriptures that you could just quote to yourself and remember. They're very popular that you could just begin to tell yourself as you walk through this trial, trial uh, heavy time. Philippians 4.13. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm just reminded to align with Christ. I'm reminded to allow uh, to, to align with his word. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded to, to recognize that those promises are mine. And I'm reminded to stand in faith on those words until I see it bring forth fruit. Matthew 10, 22 says this, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. Jesus is saying this, but he who endures to the end, he'll be saved. There's this, there's this uh, tremendous emphasis, emphasis on endurance in scripture. There's a tremendous emphasis on enduring in faith in scripture. So these are gentle reminders of what we need to do. Fourthly, in trials, we must remain steadfast. We've got to know that we've got to shore that steadfastness up. The more, uh, the more we lose, the more uh, restrictions, the more we see coming against us, 
the more we should worship the Lord. You know, the, 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 the more the trials come at you, your worship should increase. I mean, you should be singing and praying and worshiping like never before. The more you see coming at you, the more ought to be coming out your mouth to praise the Lord. The more scripture you need to be aligning with, the more times you need to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. James chapter 1 verse 2 uh, through 4 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. In other words, all these things coming at you are a test to see if you're going to respond to the plumb line. And when you do, that, that allows your endurance to grow. And endurance is uh, something God puts a premium on for the believer. So let it grow, he says. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Blessed the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. You know, all these things are coming at us from all different sides. We don't exactly know what's truth, where there's tremendous confusion, there's tre tremendous division. And our unifying thing is to be joyful and in prayer, knowing that God's promises are for us and that they will actually accomplish what they were saying. Lastly, we need to understand that God's love stands firm. You know, I see, I see prophecies out there all the time talking about how terrible things are going to be. You know, it's, you know, that God's, the, the, the hammer of God is about to come down. Let me just say something to you about that. A lot of those prophecies, uh, a lot of those prophecies, make me very uncomfortable. Here's why. When the Lord brings correction to the church, especially, but to everyone that he loves, his intent is not a hammer. His intent is always love. His intent is a positive response. His intent is blessing. His intent is fruitfulness. His intent is holiness. He, he wants to move us from a place of brokenness and, and pain to a place of prosperity and blessing. And how that comes is when we understand the character and nature of who he is, then that love and that blessing can begin to flow in our lives. And so God's love stands firm. So if you see a prophecy that just says God's going to hammer you, there's, there's rough, rough times, you know, get your ammunition and load, load up your you know, basements with food. You know, that's not instruction from God. Instruction from God is here's how you can bring righteousness to brokenness. God's instruction is always going to come with warning. Always in scripture, he brings a warning. He says, destruction is coming, but if you'll do this, and if you'll do this, and if you'll do this, then I'm going to bring blessing. 
God wants us to receive blessing, and he's not just going to hammer us. He's going to give us a way toward blessing. God's love stands firm. You can count on that. You can, you can unite in that. Psalm 89, 1, 2 says, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. God is faithful. His love will stand firm. It is unshakable. Psalm 33, 11, 12 says, uh, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever. How long they stand firm? They stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. His intentions are always motivated by love. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. So we must stand firm when the devil tries to tempt us to misalign ourselves when he tries to get us off track. The thing that we have to unite on is that the promises of God are yes. They are for us. They do what uh, they were sent to do. And we understand that the motivation is love. First Peter 5, 9 says, Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your, fa your, your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. We've got to remember that all believers all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering that we are, and we need to stand firm and strong in our faith. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee you. Ephesians 6, 10 through 14 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded the race of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. This is a picture, this is a picture of endurance. It's a picture of standing firm in the faith and the principles of heaven. In Exodus, Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which you will, you will see accomplished today. For the Egyptian whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I'm just telling you right now that the Lord is fighting for us. And we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities and powers in heavenly places. And you can see it everywhere. And the Lord is going to bring good from this situation. I just want to encourage you today. Never listen to a prophecy that doesn't have the love of God on it. God never brings discipline without the intent of blessing. His desire is to bless because he is a God of love. God will fight for us. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17 said, You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourself. 
himself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem church, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Tomorrow you go out and you fight these battles, these things that are coming at you, knowing that God is with you. And the reason we stand firm is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 and 22. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through the church. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed you and me is God. The person who has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God is leading us. Our, our posture is to be united, joyful, and in prayer, believing that the promises of God are yes to us. Standing there firm, enduring through trials, letting our faith be built up, letting our endurance and our perseverance be built so that we'll be perfect, lacking nothing when we get done. Stand firm, church. Stand firm. Endure. Stand firm. Endure. God bless you. Have a great day. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus, for your word is true. Father, let me know, let me understand, let the church understand that your promises are yes and amen. They're for me, and all I need to do is stand in faith, endure hardship until I see the goodness of God. You're fighting, you're moving, you win. Thank you for that reminder today, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We would love to be praying for you guys. If you have needs in your life or needs of family or friends, please let us know so we can be joining with you in prayer. You can simply shoot us an email at info at eastsidechurch.tv. And we as a staff would love to pray over those. We'll also get them to our prayer team so they can be a part of believing and standing with you as well.